Uh, good morning, Mr. Hill. Hey, Mr. Hill. Hey, Mr. Hill. Morning. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, you're being very formal. We haven't had you yet. <laughs> Josie. <laughs> God. We've fallen at the first hurdle. <laughs> Inappropriate comment number one. Straight in. Straight in. Yeah, absolutely. How are you, darling? You're right. Yeah, very good. How are you two doing? We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Giggly and good. (laughs) As always, we've been busy recording this morning, so we're we're fully prepped. So, Paul, look, we know you pretty well, but for those that don't know you and aren't as lucky as we are to know you, (laughs) (laughs) Crawly Bumlick, um, (laughs) tell us a bit about yourself. What do you do? Um, well, I uh, married two kids and I play guitar. Um, I teach at schools and I teach at the moment just online. And I'm an examiner for London College of Music and I play lots of gigs, but not many at the moment because obviously there's not many around. Yeah, 2020 has been corker, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> great, great, great time to be a musician. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, go on, Joe. So, uh, so, Mr. Hill, why do I keep calling you Mr. Hill? <laughs> It's Paul, isn't it? <laughs> what, what you want? Oh, what you need me to call me? <laughs> oh dear. So, what the hell do all the letters after your name stand for, please? The letters after the name are the LLCM and the FLCM. Yeah. Um, LLCM is Licentiate of London College of Music, and the FLCM is Fellowship of the London College of Music. Oh. Um, basically, there's four diploma levels. The, the lowest one is the DIP LCM. Um, then you get the ALCM, then the LLCM, then the FLCM is the kind of the highest one you can get. So. There we go. <laughs> I love that. It's both, both so, letters. That's a lot of letters. Um, so you did, just tell us about that diploma thing, which, uh, yeah, it, it literally means nothing to me. So what you did the <laughs> highest level at which which college? Well, um, London College of Music, that's who I'm an examiner for. Um, and basically it was, it was quite cool because they, they brought out a, um, a whole syllabus um, for jazz guitar playing. And I thought, well... There we go. I, that's what I've been doing mainly for the last load of years. Mm. So um, I play lots of different styles, obviously, but, you know, doing lots of the jazz stuff. So I thought, well, you know, it'd be good to get kind of some qualifications. So they um, they brought out the LLCM and the FLCM. And then uh, Tony Skinner, who was head of the whole thing, um, the RGT Registry Guitar Tutors at the time, um, sort of said to me, how would you like to be the first person to kind of go in for it? So... I did, and I, the the first one I went in for there was um, a panel of examiners. So they had all the classical examiners and you know all the different things there. And um, yeah, I was the first person in the world to pass the FLCM. Wow. Which that's Only very. I was the first person to enter it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first person. To what, it would have been really, really terrible if you'd entered it and failed, though. It would. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you had no chance of failing that. No, not really. Um, how long have you been gigging and playing as pro guitarist? Or that, they're probably two different questions. So when did you start gigging, like gigging? Um, I started gigging quite early. So, I mean, I've been I've been playing gigs since uh, probably over 30 years, which is a bit scary. Um, how well does that make you? <laughs> that 23. Was, that was a roundabout <laughs> way of not telling us your age, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been playing gigs for since I was a kid. Um, professionally, I kind of slipped into. I went to sixth form, and then I I was teaching bits and bobs then, so I sort of slipped into it really. Um, so I don't know. Probably nearly thirty years as well professionally. 
It's one of those things, actually, isn't it, that I think a lot of people slip into music. I don't think I don't think many people go, right, I'm going to stop everything and I'm just going to do this. It's sort of yeah. it tends to sort of spiral and you do one and then you do another and then word spreads. And before you know it, you haven't got time for what you were doing before. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've always I mean, where does the professional thing start? Because I've always played and that's all what I've always wanted to do. So when I was a kid, I was, I was playing gigs when I was at school. So I'd be um, leaving school and then this van would pick me up and I'd be gigging around Essex or something, but you know, Aww. <laughs> but, um, with your moulet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cracking, <laughs> cracking mullet right up until a few years ago. You, you held on to that for a good long time, didn't you? <laughs> oh, it was worth it. Yeah. It was good. So Paul, tell us about your book and your YouTube channel, please. Oh, my, my book and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it all started <clears throat> um, when I was a kid and I was learning, um, to play obviously there's loads of stuff to learn um so people would show me loads of scales loads of chords all this stuff um i had a someone told me to buy this book that had over a hundred thousand chords in it and i just thought there must be a more efficient way to learn all this stuff you yeah. only need four chords don't you just <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah. sorry Four chords and plays for a million people or a million chords and play to four people, the classic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, um, so, yeah, I, I spent so much time just going through. I've got books, and I actually threw a load of it out um, a couple of years ago because um, I just had so much stuff. From when I was a kid, I had folders and books, and I'd, I'd actually print off these sheets of, like, letter set. If you can remember letter set, that was awesome. <laughs> Those who can't remember letter set. <laughs> And the word. I, yeah, I do. I do vaguely. That's great because I, I had a typewriter on my mum's typewriter. You know, like on a modern keyboard where you have to go tap, tap, tap. Whereas a typewriter, you have to go right M. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, that developed my finger strength. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I love it. So yeah, I had all these sheets of like letter set just to make it look neat and all this kind of stuff, crazy really, but just trying to figure all this stuff out. And then um, I started using a lot of the, and then I started getting these systems together and I thought, well, hold on a sec. If you, because again, whenever I do anything, it's always the same. I always like think, well, hold on, what's the best way to do this? Um, I, was, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day. Someone, <laughs> someone said, if, if you have eight hours to cut down a tree, um, spend the first six hours sharpening your ax. And that's exactly the way... I approach everything. That's a nice, because, I like that. That's good. Yeah. And, and it, it's, that's done on Facebook, but um, yeah, it, it kind of sums up quite nicely because if you put all the preparation in, then the end result is, it's not easy, but it's a lot easier. Yeah. So um, I started using all these systems on to learn scales and everything um, with my students and, and it worked and they could then focus on actual playing rather than the learning side of it because you again yeah, you can spend like years, years learning tons and tons of scales and arpeggios and chords and all all this stuff but there is a way of doing that really really quickly because then you can focus on the music because mm-hmm. again learning scales and things the only time you play a scale from lowest note to highest note back again is if you do an exam yeah oh. yeah and what i would say to my students as well you know why are you learning this scale um, you're not learning scales to get good at playing scales. You're learning scales to get good at playing music, and it's a completely different thing. Mm. So even from the beginning, when students learn scales, I want to get that, that kind of the visualization aspect down as quickly as possible so that then they can actually start making some music with the tool that they've got. Yeah. yeah and it works good, really well. he? he is good, yeah. Yeah. That's why he's got a book. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why yeah, I like so working the, with you. <laughs> yeah, so there, there was the book, first of all, which was kind of hardback. Um, and then later on, um, I wanted to change because Apple brought out the, the whole books online books mm -hmm. thing. It was just iTunes, whatever it was at the time. Um, and then I thought, right, okay, good time to revise the book because it works really well. But the, I can use it as the um, on, on Apple books. It's Apple books now. I kind of get muddled mm -hmm. up what it was called. Um, so that took so much time. I had to like code it and everything. And it was, I remember there was this thing where I said like, um, before we upload it, I had to run through these this test thing. And there'd be like 103 faults or errors. And I think, right, error one, big line of code. Don't know what this means. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to chip away and it took ages. And eventually it was like it accepted. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got the book on, on um on there so that works quite nicely um and then further on i thought right it'd be really good to have some supporting videos and some other material with the book as well um so i uh, created a subscription site guitar theory and technique book.com um is the is the thing nice. um and yeah so the, on there i had loads and loads of videos and audio and different things and subscribers but then with that, again, there was so much stuff and it started to get really difficult to organize. So again, I, I got to the point where I thought, okay, I need to work out a logical way to efficiently present all this information to learners because it's getting to the point where someone's going to come in and think, right, all this stuff, where do I where do I go? Yeah. So the final stage, um, online courses. And I thought, okay, this seems like a good format. So I've done a lot of research and then because of lockdown, that gave me the time to actually get my first online course um, together. So Mastering Chords and Chord Substitution is my first one. Um, really proud of it. Works really well. And yeah, the, the online format, uh, course format, works really, really well for exactly what I want to do. So That's brilliant. this is now what I'm kind of working on. So This sort of leads me to what we were talking about next was, mm -hmm. it was discussing 2020. And, um, you know, you are one of the most positive people we know like your that's why we call you positive positivity Paul um so you know you you took everything online didn't you 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 used this you know epidemic or pandemic as a an excuse to to do something that you wanted to do anyway so how has your momentum been going through 2020 and and how you know um, <laughs> how this has panned it, out yeah again same as anything else a problem comes along and you have to kind of cope with it and and do something with it. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is that I think it, there's no point in worrying about it unless obviously you are unfortunate to obviously catch some COVID thing or, or something. Obviously, people's circumstances are different. Um, but basically, it is what it is. You have to kind of pivot and change to cope with pivot. what's going on. <laughs> pivot! <Yeah>. <laughs> <Sorry>. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, I think um, 2020 has been the year of adapt or die, hasn't it? Like in terms yeah. of your business. Um, yeah. I think, it, but you, you just jumped straight in and was like, well, I've wanted to do this for ages anyway. Um, and teaching online. I wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been, yeah, to take it online. But you, you, again, you took a lot of time in the prep side of that, didn't you? Before you sort Ooh, of, yeah. Um, but yeah, whereas I sort of jumped in and spent an entire week trying to work out how on earth to do you know choirs online which is different obviously to teaching one-to-one -one. but um yeah you I remember you know us talking about that a lot and we had a lot of trial zoom calls together didn't we I was like how's oh, this yeah. gonna work <laughs> yeah and the thing is as well all my all the tools I've got um again I've got loads and loads of software so I spent a long time going through all the software thank 
and again, sussing out problems that might come up, but you don't know until you actually start doing it, obviously. But mm. um, I've worked out, I've got specific software for showing chord diagrams, for showing tablature, for standard music and metronomes and, and all the different things. Yeah. And I kind of tried to work through it as much as I could. So mm. when I actually started doing it, um, and it worked. I mean, the, the only two downsides are um, internet connection, obviously. If a student has a dodgy internet connection, mm then yeah. that's out of my control. Um, I'm hardwired this end, so I generally don't have a problem. Um, yeah, so occasionally I'll have students where I've had to bail out because of, I mean, there, there was one a couple of weeks ago where the, um, their internet was at six o'clock and it's a peak time for them. Mm. And we tried it on a different day at seven o'clock and it was fine, but six o'clock, it kept stored. So I just had to say, okay, you know, we will stop here because this is not working. I just rearranged the lesson. Um, so that, that's one of the downsides. The other downside, there is a delay, obviously, when you're teaching. Mm. So that hasn't caused me a problem um, because I can send tracks and things to students so that they can play along with that rather than us playing together. So I have not had a problem with that. that I, I did the same thing. I, I, I would say you play at your end. And then you're mm. singing in time because that was really, really hard to try and sort of, particularly with singing. I, th I don't know whether it's any different really, but yeah, they, I, I had the track my end and they were singing a fraction after. So if they got lost at any point, it was really hard to go, come back in. Whereas normally one-to-one -one in a room, you'd just start playing or start singing with them. Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. was that was really challenging, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, think, I think I told you this before, but um, a friend of mine, Jasper Smith, who lives in Australia, I used to play with him loads and loads in a duo. And because we've been com communicating on before Zoom, Skype, or, or um, uh, uh, FaceTime, I think yeah. it was called, or whatever we're using. And there was one day where um, we said, well, can we actually play, you know, play together on this? And I said to Jasper, I said, okay, well, I'll clap my hands, yeah. And you clap your hands, yeah. And, and we were clapping perfectly in time. And we thought, this is great. There's no delay whatsoever. So we grabbed our guitars and thought, right, let's have a bit of a jam. And it didn't work. We're like, what's going on? Because obviously the distance between the two claps was the exact delay time. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a cracking rendition of She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain in the round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Utilise the delay, yeah. yeah. We would like to know what your best memories are from gigging. Um, and have you met like, any cool people? <laughs> um, yeah, there's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said, "Have you met any cool people?" <laughs> yes, well, obviously you did. Yes, Obs, yeah, Obs. that was really well and not prompted at all. <laughs> we'll pay you later. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Paul. I mean, as, as any musician will have tons and tons of amazing memories of loads of different things because I mean what better way to spend your life you know get out and gigging and playing and you know mm. doing that it's great um, things that do stick in my mind is when I played on top of the Alton Hall the the, the gig oh. on the building because that that was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever done so for those that don't know the story you better fill us in because yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, um, Olsen Hall burnt down. Um, I think it was three years prior to um, when the, the, the gig, and then um, the, the guy who owned it wanted to basically um, have a party when the whole thing was was redone, and it looks amazing. I mean, this this place is huge, and he wanted 
um, a guitarist, because he really likes guitar, he wanted a guitarist to stand on top of the building and play a gig, like he's seen on the TV. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, just that easy. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, this is nuts. Let's go for it. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, and it, it took a lot. Of, of preparation because basically what I did um, I was on this kind of little tiny pedestal thing um, I don't know even what it was top of a window frame or something on a pedestal <laughs> Josie says pedal stool <laughs> sorry <laughs> carry on pedal stool yeah I was on this um, little tiny thing that didn't have much room on and um, miles up in the air and um on on the ground there was I mean it was ridiculous I had this the PA system that was like enough for a stadium it was nuts and um, I mean I, I, it started off with um, uh, Shine On You Crazy Diamond nice. yeah so I had like backing tracks and it was difficult because again something like Shine On You Crazy Diamond you had basically just a, a pad and then you're playing over the top so I had to have a, a secondary track in my ears so there was little cues and clicks so I knew when to play all the bits wow because so you come in and it was so there's a lot to think about with all that so i did all that um and that just felt amazing it was really good because you, you know you've got this huge sound um yeah and then so i did did that and there was uh what else did i play i can't even think now um i did um a solo version of bohemian rhapsody i think um just all the melodies and um i don't know stevie ray vaughan and just different bands that he wanted to uh, for me to play um, but then it, what he really wanted me to do was um, play the the Jeff Beck version of Ness and Dorma. Yeah, I remember that. Instrumental. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and I finished the whole thing with that. And, ah, oh, yeah, that that just felt so good. There's a video of it on my YouTube channel, actually. Just You, you can't really see a lot. You just see a little tiny me on the top of a, looks like on a chimney. Yeah. <laughs> it's really you. <laughs> really? That is me, yeah. Desperately trying not to fall off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all, all the comments were, were nothing to do with, wow, that must have felt amazing. Wow, that must have been a great experience. All the comments were health and safety. Yeah. Um, were you strapped in? Did you have a harness? I'm like, no, I just did walk at the points where I would fall to my death. You know, <laughs> oh, there's a really steep drop. Shall I walk off it? No, I'll stay here. No, you know. <laughs> I've got a harness on. I've you know health and safety guys have been here, so I can walk off the edge. You know, I'd just not walk off the edge. Yeah, yeah it's fine. I'll just stay obviously here. if it was going to be really windy, I'd, I'd have it, that would have been a different yeah story. That kind of brings you to the next question. What's that? The wind. <laughs> the wind. What stresses you out? What what does stress you out? Because you, I don't know. We do, you and Honestly, I aren't. We do get quite ranty in the car sometimes, don't we? Like, but what stresses you out? Um. Str- nothing really stresses me out to be honest um I, things i don't know frustrate me i suppose yeah um yeah so that's I a different know. thing though isn't it i know Flat something that might stress you out <laughs> what's that there's the the, te- the the um food app where the food always looks really good and then you go and try and do it in the same way oh <laughs> i bet that stresses you out <laughs> Oh, yeah, once I tried one of these and it was actually a kid's tasty one. Yeah. And it was horrendous. I remember. <laughs> thing, and I thought, I was like, oh, I'll do this for the kids. This looks really good. This video looks amazing. So I like followed it exact. It was tasty for kids and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that was frustrating. 
<laughs> yeah, but it didn't. It didn't stress me out. Uh, well, did it? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think I think so. your your overall demeanour is quite sort of chill and positive. Although you were always rushing around. One of my favourite memories, just going back to that memory thing, my best and all time favourite memory of you. I bet this is, is the same. Yeah, thing. I bet it is. It's the it's everyone's favourite memory of Paul. It was when um because you're always running late and you're always like um trying to cram too much into your day. <laughs> Whereas most people go, okay, I've got this many blocks of time in my day. I can do this. You'll treble that. And so, so you, because of this, you always run everywhere. And it was the day that you ran out of the venue because you had to get back for some reason at like midnight. You had something else that you had to do. And then you ran back in, except that you ran in through a different door and it wasn't a door. It was a window and you ran <laughs> back yeah. into that window and nearly broke your nose. That, that was the most painful gig of my life yeah 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 uh, uh, yeah it was the fact you left um a print like birds do yeah the there was genuinely was this like <laughs> up <Yeah>. against <laughs> this oh, it, was, it was amazing as well Squish i couldn't believe on that because my nose was just streaming with blood and it, and i came walking through the place and until i got to you guys no one said anything <laughs> I the and i was like trying to wash it off People were just walking in and looking at me and walking straight out. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks. thanks for your concern. Yeah. I looked after you, though. You did? I did. Yeah. I, I sent Glenn to the bar to go and get ice. I was like, for God's sake, <laughs> have some sort of help, please. Is, it, is there a first aid kit anywhere in this hotel? <laughs> no, no, you just don't care. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you find music is your happy place, Paul? Oh, yeah. Um you know, I feel, I feel very fortunate that I do it, basically. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just, I'm always just grabbing guitar and just playing. And it, yeah, playing, when you play music, obviously you can just focus on, on what you're doing and just, yeah, you're just, yeah. well, stress-free, but I don't really get stressed. Is it because I play music all the time? I don't well, know. Well, you love a good strum. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, keeping that in. <laughs> okay, this is my question. How much stuff can one person actually fit in a bum bag, Paul? Oh, you can fit everything you need in a bum bag. Um, I don't think that but people do not have them. They're, they're coming back into fashion. It's fine. Yeah. You've gone, you've gone full circle. <laughs> it's only taken all of my life. It's only taken since the 80s. <laughs> and they're now back. Yeah, it does. I, though, it does. It? I can't imagine you without your bum bag. <laughs> know, where, where do people put things? Where do blokes? But it just makes perfect sense. You know, I've got my phone, I've got my, my wallet, I've got my keys and, and bits your and hands bobs. Free. Exactly, hands free, so you can mean... run into doors and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, free, free to yeah. Is that is that why you always manage to get all your gear in in one trip? Is because of the magic bum bag? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's, it's <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I tease you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. Paul, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Superpower? Um, I don't know. Probably to fly. All um, oh, right. Okay. Because you can get to places quicker and get more done. Yeah. Yes. You'd have to look out for, for, for very clean glass. You do, yeah. That, that would probably... And the <laughs> yeah. seagulls. I would be very prone to bird strike. Bird strike, yeah. yeah, that's what the other the other thing to keep. Yeah, just be careful. Yeah, and no capes, uh, obviously. <laughs> no capes. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And flying, um, flying would be cool because um, 
yeah, and I mean, it just it it feels really good. But I used to think I could actually fly. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, but no, years ago I used to have this thing. Where I went through this whole. Um, you've heard about my barking dreams and everything, haven't you? Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. Uh, dream, you, you can't just say that on on like a podcast and then not explain it. <laughs> Josie might have heard about the barking dreams. I might have heard about the, but I don't think other people have. So, elaborate, please. Oh, okay. No, I, I used to go there for this really weird thing where um, I'd be asleep enough so that my imagination would be functioning and just like yeah, but awake enough I could control it. <laughs> So I could I could do anything I want. So the flying thing, I used to have this thing when I'd like tense up in a certain where I could fly around my room and I'd actually wake up thinking that I could do it. It was bizarre. But the, yeah, the, the barking thing, um, I, and this happened quite a few times. And <laughs> um, yeah, basically I'd be, I'd be laying there and so I had to have a thing, I think something like, um, okay, so wouldn't it be cool if a really scary monster appeared at my door, yeah? And all of a sudden, this big shadow would appear and there'd be like, you know, claws and things start coming around. Then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, whoa, I need to wake up now because this is getting out of control. So in my dream, yeah, I'd be, I'd be you know, screaming like, wake me up, wake me up, wake me up now, because I was petrified, yeah? yeah? And who I was sleeping with next to, next to be like my ex-girlfriend, this is the, the, the first time, she'd be get woken up. So that didn't actually come out like that. It'd come out with me go. <laughs> Like I'm barking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happened quite a few times. Cracking. I love it. Yeah. Um, oh, there was the siren one. There was one siren where um, I imagined where I used to live, there was some some people outside, and I thought I'd scare them just by, well, basically, my, <laughs> my girlfriend got, got woken up by me just suddenly laying there going, woo, 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 woo. Just, yeah. <laughs> the barking thing, yeah. Um, <laughs> When I first met Jane, I warned I warned her about about this, and I sort of said, you know, about the barking. Stayed with you. (laughs) Yeah, with that and the mullet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what a catch. (laughs) Yeah, the um, the 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 barking the barking thing. I I warned her about this barking thing, and it didn't happen for a few years. Yeah, and it it doesn't happen very much. But and I sort of said to her, like, if if I do start barking, you have to wake me up, but wake me up properly. Yeah. Because otherwise, I just go back in and, and it's not enough. So, and it's happened a few times. And the first time, just freaked her out, even though I'd warned her. And basically, <laughs> over the whole, she got woken up by me barking. Yeah. Um, and, but so in my, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but something scary. So I'd wake up, but not quite enough. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, he's finished barking. And I'd fall back to sleep in exactly the same thing. I hadn't quite clawed my way out yet. And I would. So I'd start barking again. So in my dream, I'm literally screaming, wake me up. I was petrified. And apparently I'm as white as a sheet, sweating like crazy, because I'm just really scared. Oh, it's really cool. I love this. I love the fact that we've gone from what would oh, your superpower dude. be to... <laughs> barking. It's amazing. Okay, so we're just working down our little list here. Do you find, because, you know, you've got two kids, um, joys of having two teenagers, two boys, um, do you find the whole sort of work and parenting, because obviously Jane works as well, and so do you find that a bit of a, it's a struggle thing? It's not a thing that many men get asked, to be honest. Women get asked yeah. that all the time. Do you find it yeah. hard to juggle work and parenting? No one ever says it to dads. So I'd yeah. be curious to know what you think. Um, there's not enough time for either, is my answer to that, really. Mm. Um, so the, and the, the problem is, um, the time of life where your kids need you the most is the time when you have to work the hardest. As soon as the kids leave, home, you retire, and then you've got all the time in the world. So that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, but you're looking at, you'll be looking after grandchildren at that point, so they still need you. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I totally agree. In fact, we touched on this on a podcast and we were saying that, you know, everyone is led to believe that you can have everything and actually you can't. Something has to give yeah. because you can't give 100% to absolutely everything. But um, no. but you and Jane sort of tag team it quite nicely, don't you? You're very involved, Dad. Yeah, I mean, basically, um, you know, there's a lot of... I mean, I I'll, I'll work hard um, and there's there's times where you are going to miss out on stuff if you work hard. There's There's no... You know, no way of avoiding that. But then there's other times when you have to think, right, okay, um, you know, going on holiday or something or, or you know, family times going out, you might miss some work opportunities when you do that. Yeah. So either way, you're going to miss something. But and it's just, yeah, I, you know, you can look look back and you can think, oh, if only I'd done this and if only I'd done that. But the way I look at it, I don't really have regrets because at the time I did what I thought was right. And, you know, you just have to go with it really and just try and, yeah, work your way around it, I suppose. It's a good attitude. Re- regrets are, are, are so pointless, and and yeah. actually just to sort of eat you up anyway. Um, I think I think they can lead to really bad mental health issues, like regretting oh, yeah. stuff all the time because you can't do anything about it. Everyone is making a judgment call all the time, and I think with parenting, um, again, this is something that we've touched on in, in the podcast. Is that it, if if you're worrying about your parenting or you're questioning things, then you're probably a good parent. I think I think the worst parents are the ones that just don't even even, even think about it. Yeah. Hey, I'm perfect. <laughs> but um, yeah, not the case. Yeah, anything can always be improved. And the way I ask you, look at same as same as everything. I mean, as long as you try your best and um, work your hardest, then you've done the best you can. So there's no point in worrying about it because whatever the outcome is, you know, so be it. it whatever you do. Yeah. You know. Agreed. And we could all spend our entire lives regretting anyway, couldn't we? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what are you passionate about in life apart from guitars, Mr Hill? Anything I do, really. Ah. <laughs> That's so true. Um, yeah, that is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the thing is, whatever I do, I just throw myself into it, which is uh, a lot of the time I have to stop myself actually starting doing things. There's loads of things I would like to do in life, but I know I haven't got time. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> yeah it's sort of an all or nothing thing yeah 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 uh, yeah initially that is the, how i approach everything you know i have to throw myself in 100 percent um and be as best as i can and try my hardest so you know you get too many of those things on the go and then you just can't do it all so yeah absolutely okay we're going to go through a couple more so how many bands have you been in do you reckon like from the start i don't know like, like um, as a as a full time, not depth stuff, you know, like doing the odd gig yeah. here, but like, I don't know. I mean, when I, when I was a kid, there was there was loads of bands. I can't even remember what they were called. Um, there was, you know, I, I'd be jumping through, um, through different bands. I mean, I don't know. Um, first band started kind of playing in. I was in a band called Witness, and um, then we started up the Floating Greyhounds. Um, Still and my going. dad's Gary. Still going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yes, uh, and I've been, uh, there was the Ice and Fire, Touch the Fire, um, kind of, um, spin-off band, um, obviously Claire Barker band, um, uh, there's loads, I mean, uh, Cry Wolf, um, I, I don't know, there's loads, I can't even... That's so cool though. What a, what a lovely I, life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is as well, a lot of the things I've done... Um, our, our depth things. I mean, like, I went through a whole stage years ago where I'd been a band for a little while. I remember, uh, was it Boss Hog? I can't remember. There's one band where I got a call on the Friday um, lunchtime and said, we've got a gig tonight. Um, the guitarist has chopped his finger off. <gasps> oh, 
and, and I mean, that's terrible. And my response was, I hope he wasn't picking his nose at the time, which was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so, I mean, this, this was really bad. His, I think it was his third finger on his left hand. I mean, it's, sing, it, it chopped it in the, yeah, in the van door. Um, and it was the top joint. That's right. It was the top joint. Um, and they, they managed to sew it back on. And he was playing within a few months, I think. No. Wow. Oh, my which, God. Um, I don't know if he was using that finger much. But, yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was terrible. Um, so... Yeah, I remember that one, and you know, it was like, a, "Here's here's a tape of all our songs." You know, we've got a gig tonight, so you know, you'd learn it and go and play in the band. I played with them a few times. Um, yeah, and I, I do. I went for a whole period of that where I'd be in a few bands, but because of different reasons, sort of depping. So I wasn't, yeah, not including that. I, I don't know, quite a few. Yeah, <laughs> that was where you were when I, you know, met you because you just came in depth with us for a little while, didn't you? And you were sort of yeah. very, very much happy in your flitting around. Yeah, sort of but also, I mean, a lot of jazz things as well. So, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, do you include jazz duos and trios and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, so, all that side of it as well. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have um, a go-to song, Paul? Uh, no, simply because, for me, whenever I listen to or play music, I want to then progress and move on and change it. And, yeah, so... You don't have <laughs> yeah, a theme tune, then. <laughs> No, I haven't. Yeah. Although um, I've discovered, which is really, really good with our guinea pigs, um, when basically you take the guinea pig out, and if, I don't know, <laughs> let's find out. This is classic. You put it at the end of the uh, end of the living room, yeah, and then ask Alexa. Ooh, no, I've got one in here. Ask Alexa to play the Benny Hill theme, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when they, when they run back to the cage and jump in the cage, it's hilarious. That's brilliant. So, yeah. That's so much Well, fun. we actually use that theme tune for the, the next stage of our, um, our our interview, which is our quickfire round, which is uh, the, the Benny Hill, Hill theme, which is actually called Yakety Sax, which is just the best song title Get ever, by the way. So we have... Can you have some guinea pigs running across now? I'll I'm see sure. what I can do. <laughs> Your video editing skills are far better than mine, but I will certainly give it a try. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you ready for your quickfire round? Because this is we we don't prep anyone on these. These are just out of the hat, and some of the questions are a bit random. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is where we go. What's it like in there? <laughs> love, love okay. it. <laughs> she snorted. Amazing. <laughs> right, you ready? Yeah. Who's going first? Okay, yep. so here we go. Quick fire round for Mr. Paul Hill with lots of letters after his name. Can I say what the first thing comes into my head? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you the, the easy one first because this is based on the whole friends thing. You know, when uh, Phoebe is mad at Ross and they yeah, play yeah. the game. Okay. So would you rather be too wet or too dry? Too dry. Coke or Pepsi? Neither. <laughs> Blur or Oasis? Blur. Okay. Rock or jazz? Oh. <laughs> Nasty. I knew he'd make that face. I, both. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Pizza or burger? Uh, yeah. Burger. burger. Okay. Movie or video games? Video games. I thought you'd say that. Um, sausage roll or scotch egg? Sausage roll. Marvel or DC? Marvel. This is going to be a tough one. Princess Leia or Lara Croft? 
with the little <laughs> Sorry, which one did you say? I'd probably have to go for Lara Croft, actually. Yeah, you can't have both. <laughs> <laughs> one back or two? <laughs> two. <laughs> Morning or night? Night. One guitar or a full room of guitars? <laughs> full room of guitars? <laughs> Vodka or juice? Juice. Mm. James Bond or Knight Rider? Knight Rider. <laughs> Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Talk or text? Talk. Yeah. Uh, this is her question. <laughs> Don't get it. <laughs> Tiger or monkey? <laughs> monkey. Oh, monkey. Yes, got me. Monkey. He got it. I, I, I said to Josie, in what what sense? <laughs> to own as a pet? <laughs> Surely the tiger would kill you. What would you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, it's been heavenly. Thank you, yeah, so, thank much. you so much. And um, we'll obviously put links to all your stuff so that everyone can find you if they don't know you. Hopefully yeah. they feel like they've got to know you a little bit better because you are awesome. Would you like to say happy hump day to our listeners, please? Happy hump day. Thank you. Happy hump day. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> so this will be our second one on our YouTube channel. Yes. But we do um, we do snippets because we um, we want to direct everyone back to listening to the full podcast. But yeah. thank you so much for having uh, being a part of our little our little absolutely golden. We love you. Love you family. Too. family. All right, my darling. Have a lovely day. We'll see you soon. Take care, buddy. Bye. Bye. Bye.